Welcome in Limestone Nation to the first ever Breaking the Rock podcast where we take you behind the scenes of Limestone University Athletics. That's right, Limestone University, formerly college, of course, for all of you that have been Saints fans for a while. I am Michael Sanders, coordinator of social and digital media, as well as a pool operator here on uh, campus, which you know is a very important thing when dealing with a podcast about athletics. Um, alongside here, I got Jordan Perry, coordinator of media relations, just joined us this past year. Hasn't been here too long, but has definitely jumped in the game pretty quick. So how you doing today here, Jordan? I'm doing great, Mikey. This is exciting stuff. Absolutely. So this is kind of a revamped podcast. We kind of started one uh, five or six years ago uh, with my predecessor, Trey Bloomer. Um, kind of got a couple episodes in. So this is really officially episode three, but I'm going to put an asterisk on it and call it episode one because uh, I have that power for right now. <laughs> it's been a while. We're revamping so, it. We're exactly, back, though. Exactly. We're revamping it. We're getting it out on all the right platforms. We're doing the right things here. And it's going to be a fun time. So really the entire purpose here is we're going to take you back and we're going to look at some of our student athletes, some of our coaches here on campus. We're going to learn kind of a little bit about what makes them tick, what brought them here to Limestone, what their experiences here have been so far. And we're, we're going to try and learn something new that we didn't know about them uh, when we started. And hopefully you guys learned something about them as well. And, you know, it's always nice to know the players that you're watching out on the court. Yeah, this is going to be fun. We've got a lot of student athletes with some great stories to tell, and we're looking forward to you know having a platform to get those out. We're in a unique time right now, obviously. Um, no sports going on right now. It's downtime. Um, so it's a good opportunity to learn a lot more about our student athletes. Absolutely. And I, th I think we picked a, a pretty good uh, candidate here for our first show, for sure. Um, she's got a great story um, coming in for her first year. Uh, had a little downturn, and we'll, we'll talk to her about that. But uh, you know, really, uh, really has come on in the past couple of years on, on her team, the women's basketball team. So we're bringing in now uh, number 24 on the court, Regan McRae. Regan, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we welcome you into our uh, what we're calling episode one. Um, and so let's just kind of start learning a little bit about you. Let's take it back. What what really kind of got your start in basketball when you were younger? Uh, basketball is it's just different than um, every other sport. I think that orange ball has a different type of feel to it. Uh, those bright lights at the top, you know. Um, I've got a little history in the family. My my brother, he kind of led me into this sport. Uh, he was a player himself, a more of a shooting guard than a point guard. I think that's where I take that position on from. So I really kind of just took his lead. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can all kind of feel that a little bit. Um, you know, family, that's how I got into swimming when I was younger as well. My older brother was doing it. Um, I got into football when I was younger too because both of my older brothers were doing it. So I, I definitely feel you there. Um, was there anything that your, your older brother really did when you were younger that, uh, you know, stood out, that kind of made an impression on you in the game or even, even in life, honestly? Uh, definitely. I think the way he just carried himself on the court as opposed to off the court as well. Um, very humble. Uh, you know, you just play the game. You know, he let the game speak for itself, and that's just what I try to do as well. Um, just, just kind of be yourself out there and just play the game. Bring us back, Reagan, to your first memory—the time you realized I love basketball. This is the sport that I want to continue. I know I played basketball back in the day. I remember the time exactly. It was third grade. I scored 18 points my first game. I was like, I love this game. What was your time? So I first started playing basketball when I was in the second grade. I played in the small city of Mobile, Alabama. Uh, I went to Little Flower Catholic School. And, uh, I was little number two, small little red shorts with the red ribbon in my hair. 
And um, I was actually, you could, they, you weren't allowed to play until the third grade, but they let me play up and uh, it just took off from there. I was shooting from my hip, throwing it up from the three point line. So I think, I think from there it just kind of took off. I can't speak to basketball. I never played the game. <laughs> I honestly never touched the court. Like, I mean, we did, you know, driveway basketball, mm-hmm. pickup, playing horse, stuff like that. Um, so I, I can't really speak to the feeling of, you know, taking I, – I definitely can't make a shot from my hip for sure. And you should see me try and shoot a three-pointer. It's the most hilarious thing you will ever watch. Oh, I guess uh, I could teach you a little <laughs> something. Maybe we're going to have to have a conversation about that after this. Um, uh, you, you teach me basketball, I'll teach you swimming. How about that? All right, good that deal. sounds All right, great. All right, solid. Ready, break. Um, <laughs> so taking you through, we, we've got a little bit of background on your young self. Mm-hmm. You know, your brother obviously making a huge impact. Let's move on kind of into your high school years. Um, you know, you were a four-year starter at your high school, two-year captain, only a person to graduate from your high school scoring 1,000 points. Player of the Year, All County, you know, just did tons of tons of accolades there. What was kind of the difference between high school basketball and say club? Because you played club as well, you did right. pretty well in your AAU teams yeah. as well. But what was kind of the biggest difference between your high school team and your club team? I would probably say the biggest difference is it's almost like club is fun, and high school is almost like the business side of it. You're you're coming in, you're preparing yourself for the next level of college, and you're coming in with the mindset that, oh, these high school players have already been here, so now I've got to earn my spot on the team. I've got to work just as hard to, to, to earn some playing time on the floor as well. Um, club, you know, you, you kind of make closer relationships with these people. These are people that you've kind of met before who you – learn these this type of chemistry with it's more it's more of a fun side of basketball and honestly the two are very close but I have to go with my club team those girls are my family just as much as my um high school team but these girls are my family and they're they've been with me ever since seventh grade so from here and on I think we're all very close yeah, I can definitely talk to them that as well. I mean, my club team, when I was growing up swimming, it's it, the exact same feeling definitely. I feel like where, you know, it was a little bit of fun, but, uh, you know, swimming is actually kind of flipped is mm-hmm. you don't technically tend to get recruited from high school swimming. You tend to get recruited from your club swimming. Where in basketball, it oh, seems to be kind I of the flip mm-hmm. where you don't tend to get recruited from your AAU team. You tend to get recruited from your high school team. So just a little bit different, but, you know, it's still kind of the same general concept. Right. Um, You know, is there anything from high school that really stood out to you that, uh, you know, you obviously had a ton of accolades that we just kind of mentioned, a uh, uh, ton more that I, I can't even get into because I can't many to read list. that I'm fast. At it right now. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't read that fast. We were trying to keep this short and sweet so everybody can enjoy it. Um, but is there a moment maybe in high school that really stood out for you? Um, could have been a game, could have been, you know, a, a turning point, could have been maybe when, when Coach Fox or Coach Mel gave you that call and said, hey, you know, we're, we're interested at you uh, at Limestone and, you know, we, we want to see what we can do to get you up here to Gaffney. Definitely. Um, I would say probably my hmm, – this is a tough one. There's so many great memories well, and you know, Having a few is perfectly fine, so you could have <laughs> brought a bunch. I mean, we got some time. I'm clicking, ticking the clock, so, you know. I would probably say um, we were in my my high school team. We were in a tournament in Naples, Florida, 
uh, I believe it was Naples. And um, we actually went undefeated, um, and I had a perfect game. I know I had 16 points. I was perfect from the floor. Um, so it was just – I was like my first – time ever you know having a solid game I felt like I'm never satisfied with myself so you know for once I was like okay you know that one that went well that was better than what I've ever expected it's hard not to be satisfied when you make literally every shot that you take (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I'm very I'm very um hard on myself I I I strive for perfection so yeah that's that yeah, and I, I think obviously perfection is something we all strive for, especially in athletics. Um, you know, basketball, probably one of the most unforgiving sports out there, though. I mean, you literally have to fit an orange ball inside of an orange rim. That's not, <laughs> not a whole lot bigger than the ball itself. Um, and sometimes the iron is very unkind. It's just a, a fact of life. Um, you know, so we, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, mentioning the call of, you know, Coach Fox, mm-hmm. Coach Mel kind of want you to come up here to, to Limestone. Yes. Kind of take us through your recruiting process a little bit. What exactly, you know, did they call you? Did you email them? What, what was the process there? Did you come up on an official visit? All that stuff. Yes. Yeah, so I was actually in North Carolina and Raleigh, North Carolina at the Deep South Tournament for Travel Basketball. And, you know, I spoke with Coach Fox and Coach Mel on the phone and let them know I was actually kind of close in the area. And so they told me, you know, come on up and see the school. So I saw the school and I just fell in love. It's a beautiful campus, um, very family-like atmosphere in which I like. You know, I can tell you I come from a small town of Mobile, Alabama, so we're very, very family-like there. And they just told me, come on up. And so I saw the school. Um, you know, they, you know, I was very blessed to receive an offer and, you know, it was a no-brainer. I was like, you know, I'm ready to come. I'm just, I'm ready to play. I don't, I didn't have to think any further than that, you know. Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest pieces of recruiting advice I ever got um, was from my older brother. He went to the University of Tennessee and he said very simply that there, there's going to be a time where you go on a visit to a school you're going to walk on campus and it's just going to feel right. It just felt it's right. It's just going to feel right. And so that's exactly how you felt when exactly. you came here to Limestone. Right. All righty. And we, we like that. Uh, and, you know, that's exactly how I felt when I came here. I was a student athlete here as well. Came in the fall of 2010 as a swimmer. Um, did a few years of swimming here. So I, 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 that was the same experience I had. Just come up, you know, walk around on campus, feel it out, and it just felt right. So I, I, I can definitely uh, mirror your thoughts there. Now, Jordan, we had, we had talked a little bit in the uh, – the pre-show here, how, uh, you know, Reagan made it here and then had a little setback. Right. So, you know, you had all those accolades that we talked about in high school. You were ready to go. You found your place. You wanted to be here. And you got here. And what happened? So the very first official practice of my freshman year, I tore my ACL and medial meniscus. I, I've i never been hurt. You know, I well, I've had kind of minimal injuries, ankle sprain every here and there. But, you know, there's nothing to the extent of an ACL meniscus tear. So, you know, I, I felt like it was almost like a heartbreak. You know, I, like, what am I going to do now? I'm not used to this. You know, I was I was just automatically hit with adversity. And it kind of took a toll on me, obviously physically, but definitely mentally because, you know, I'm – there are eight seniors, I believe, my freshman year, and you're coming in to try to earn your spot once again. 
and so they're already developed and experienced so that was just a really big setback for me and my freshman year kind of felt like a roller coaster and um it it almost feels like you've worked so hard up to this point and you've you just like all your everything just off the table now now you've got to from everything from surgery to rehab like everything became what's the right word everything became just I guess just hard it was I was almost going through the motions now because I just want to get past but I'm not going to going to get past by just going through the motions and I I had a lot of talks with the trainers coach Fox and he was just kind of you know keep your head up your time will come and so you know after a while after I did the most complaining in the world I was like you know it's 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 time to you know put your foot on the gas and you know get yourself right get healthy strengthen your knee and, and get back on the court so that's exactly what I did yeah I think uh that is kind of one of the toughest things I've, I've dealt with shoulder injuries throughout mm -hmm. my entire life as well uh with swimming that seems to be a very common issue of course um but you know I, I dealt with them throughout um even from when I was in club and everything but never had one that knocked me out long enough to mm -hmm. where I was I kind of reached the the mindset where you were but you know that's that speaks to your resiliency right there is being able to bounce back both mentally and physically from that point and mm -hmm. getting back into your sophomore season quote unquote your freshman year of eligibility where you right. you played in almost half the games of the season and really actually did really well you were shooting from I think around 40 percent from the floor um, right around there from three points as well you know um, but really really turned it on this past year you know, the 2019-2020 the season is really where you broke through, mm -hmm. started every game, were a, you know, it was it's always funny. As, as statisticians in the SID department, we always get the starting lineup before the game, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes out, depending on uh, whenever. But last year was the easiest year I ever had to do this because I would literally just turn to Coach Mel and I would go, same five? She goes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a SID's dream, in, in my opinion. Um, but – you know, obviously your freshman year with dealing with the injury, your, your redshirt freshman year uh, coming in and starting to earn that spot to now earning that spot this past year. Um, what kind of things were going through your mind, not this past year, but the year before that when you're kind of working your way in? And how does that mindset change once you secure that spot? I was thinking – well, Coach Fox finally put me in the game, and I was like, oh, Lord, don't mess up. Don't mess up. I don't want to be taken <laughs> out of the game. You know, I just, you know, I just wanted to kind of go with the flow. I was trying to just take my time when I was out there. Um, you know, it's really all about getting out there and learning and and going through it because the more you're out there, the more comfortable you get, the more accustomed you are. The speed of the game is 10 times faster than high school and anything before that. So it's just, it's just, it's really just about being comfortable out there. And I think from him allowing me to play that second half of the season, prepare me for what was next, the upcoming season. And it seems like that. You started the year, you set the minutes. You played 33 and 34 minutes in the first two games. You had four three-pointers in both those games. You scored 22 and 18 points. 
Reagan, listen to this. You had 85 three-pointers last year. That is the fifth highest single season total in program history. This is your first full season as a player at Limestone. You're already um, the 12th player in team history to nail 100 career three-pointers. And you ended the year ranked 11th in program history with 107 career threes. So how are you able to just – you were you hit the ground running. Um, you had a great year last year. What makes you so comfortable from beyond the arc? What makes you so comfortable as a player? Because you said you didn't want to mess up. It doesn't seem like you want to mess up. That Look, I think – Honestly, I feel like the further I am from the basket, the more comfortable I am. As long as I'm behind that three-point line. Steph Curry land. (laughs) I don't know about that, but um, yes, the three-point line is more of my comfort zone. And um, I'm trying to get out of that comfort zone, drive to the basket more, find my teammates, um, get them involved more, kind of almost play like that point guard, but not the point guard, but the point guard role. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more vocal. I know that's that's one of the uh, focus points uh, Coach Mel and Coach Fox will like me to focus on. But uh, once again, yes, experience and getting out there was definitely the – it's just definitely what I needed to, to take off. Just knowing what um, Coach expects of me and what um, he wants out of – what he just wants to happen on the floor, I think I have a better understanding of now than definitely before. Now, have you heard any of those stats before? Have you ever looked at your stats on the website? No, have you I gone can't. through any of that? I That's news that. to is you. That, is that, any, <laughs> is that anything <laughs> that you worry about? I know there are some players out there that are, are, so, are so set on their stats being mm. so correct. Like, if you're missing a rebound here or there, they're going back and watching film, and they're like, oh, there it was right there. They didn't get my rebound. Hmm, I wonder. And there are some right. that, you know, sit there and analyze, well, I was 40% from the floor this game, but I was 25% from the floor mm-hmm. this game. What did I do differently? Are you one of those players, or do you just kind of still let it happen? I would say I'm 50-50. I do like, um, I do like to, to have a consistent type of percentage Um I am a girl that's just, I just want to go out there and play. I'm just, I'm here to win. I'm not here to worry about how many points do I have, how many assists, how many rebounds, you know. I just, the main goal is to win. So, I mean, if I have to, like, film breakdown, okay, yes, sure. But we're here to play a basketball game. There's no time to to be asking you know how many how many points do I have? Right, like to an extent, like you use those things to measure your own performance because you want to be the best player you can be. But sure. like you said, your biggest goal is to win. Mm-hmm. A lot of that can come by breaking down the film, by doing the intangibles. So it's exactly. not all about it, and it's a good mix, I think, between the two of them that you have. Exactly, I think Coach Mel and Coach Fox do a great job in um, film, and um, you know we go over the scouting report. So I think before every game, we're very prepared. Yeah, I think uh, winning on, on the bigger stages is something that uh, the Limestone Women's Basketball Program has become known for, Definitely. at least uh, uh, especially over the past decade or so. Um, I know I think 2014 or 2015 was a, was a perfect season in the regular season, 30-0. and 0. Um, Unfortunately got knocked out in the first round of the NCAA tournament that year. Um, but, again, this year, kind of a, a little off year when it comes to the record, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you guys were able to persevere through the end of the season, get into that Conference Carolinas tournament last year, 
And you guys really wanted to leave your mark on the Conference Carolinas right. tournament. Right. So first time ever in Wofford, yes. uh, which was uh, an amazing experience for you guys, I'm sure. Yes. Um, we'll, and you can talk a little bit about that here in a second. But um, really, we want to kind of take you through what that lasting mark that you guys left on Conference Carolinas right there, taking home that championship in the last year that you're able to. What did that mean to you guys? It was a surreal feeling. Um, I think people just automatically felt like, oh, they're not going to win. I think we probably had the lowest percentage to go out there and win the, the Conference Carolinas tournament. So, And that's just what makes it the cherry on top. You know, we came in fourth seed. Um, I know in Belmont, I don't want to take this away, Belmont and Barton are great teams and – they came in prepared as well, but I think we just had a better game plan overall. And um, I mean, you guys, Belmont Abbey was the number one seed, mm -hmm. correct? And then Barton was the number two was seed. Number you two, guys correct. took them down, and both of those games came down to the wire, and it was some great atmospheres, but you guys came out on top. Mm -hmm. And so to do so in the environment such as Wofford, like that had to mean an incredible amount to you guys. That had to have been Definitely. amazing. Like, tell us more about like just as a team what it took to get to that point. Uh, I think that towards the towards the middle of the season we kind of had like a little bit of rockiness. I felt like we could have had a better record. Um, we towards the end now we I felt like we were more of a family kind of all dug deep and. We were definitely playing our best basketball. We, how do I say this? I think we were just a family kind of more more so than we were at the beginning. And I remember coach saying at halftime, all right, we have one more half to we're cutting down the nets. And we said, okay. And then we went out there and in that second half, off. in that championship game, you guys were trailing in the last mm -hmm. stages of mm -hmm. that game, um, I know you had a teammate, former teammate, Lake and Wade. She hit this bizarre three-pointer that yeah, at the buzzer, <laughs> at and the buzzer. she was surprised. Like you could see her face. She's like, "Whoa!" But it sparked you guys. And in the last few minutes, you ran away with it. Right from from Quinn pushing the ball and finding everybody. Lakin hit some really big shots. I think um, Bree. You know, Bree is just she just cleans the glass. She just does her own thing. And Shaq really put the team on her back this year. And, um, you know, everybody contributing in, in some type of way, whether it be um, we had our point guard, Lenadia, she got hurt earlier on in the season. She tore her ACL as well. But she was just, you know, the life of the bench. Morgan, Alon was hurt too. Just everybody was just on their feet the whole time. And you need those things when you, you've made it that far and you don't have – we were at a neutral site, so we, you, we didn't have everybody who we needed. But, you know, you need, you need the energy there. Yeah, so. you guys created your own energy. It was mm -hmm. quite the environment in there with the amount of people. It's a big arena, obviously, Wofford Division One, and you guys made it feel mm -hmm. quite at home when those Definitely three started raining down at the end of the game. Beautiful facility, though. Absolutely. So – now that you you finished out the Conference Carolina tournament, and you've taken home the banner, you've cut down the nets. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the next step. You're looking at that NCAA tournament. You get the draw. 
it seems that you're going to go down to Lander. You're going to play Lander in that first round. And you guys are at Lander already. You've, wa- you've gone down. You're starting practice. And then you guys get the news that the tournament has been canceled. canceled. What went through your mind in that moment? I think all of our hearts sunk. Um, I don't think the bus has ever been that quiet before. We just, I think we were on such a high that it really took, it just really took a toll on us. You know, we were ready to play. We were feeling confident. And um, coach was just like, you know, let's just get back home and let's just reminisce on what we've we've done so far. Um, but, you know, all, all this is to say that there's no better way to go out of Conference Carolinas than winning the conference championship. So that was that was just what we were trying to think of. Absolutely. And I know I I envy I don't envy any coach from our teams that had to do that last mm-hmm. year and, and make that make that announcement. I know softball was was on the bus to to I think Barton or, or Chowan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our wrestling teams were at the championship site. Our track and field guy was at the championship site already when they got the news as well. Exactly. Um, I, I don't envy anyone having to, to make that and I, I can't even imagine I mean for us it hurt us a little bit too obviously. You know, we go from having exa- we know exactly what we're doing next week. We've got this schedule, boom, 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 and it went from went from you know 100 to zero just like that um but there is a silver lining of course in that that you guys are uh may perhaps a little hungrier this year so what what are your guys's goals kind of in this season are you trying to match mm-hmm. that performance are you trying to push onwards and upwards of course definitely i think that we're just trying to pick up from where we left off um, we have a couple new players this year, so we're just trying to lead them into what we've already accomplished and show them the way. And we're trying to make it back to the to the conference again, and conference side. Yeah, speaking of conference and speaking of new players, there's also something new. You guys are in a new conference definitely, this year, the South definitely. Atlantic Conference. Tell us what it's going to be like, you know, first year representing Limestone in a new conference. Well... I know that we've got some very hard competition this year. I know the competition is a little different from Conference Carolinas, but we're new. We're trying to make a statement as well, let them know that, you know, we're just as good. Um, we just – It'll be fun. It'll be some new competition for you guys. It's exciting. And you've had some experience playing against some of these teams. Last year you played UVA-wise and Queens right, to right, start right. the year. You played, had a triple overtime game against Newberry, which you guys pulled out. Um, so you have some experience playing these teams. But exactly. it'll be it'll be new for you guys. It'll be a refreshed, renewed competition. New but exciting. Absolutely. Well, Regan, we thank you for joining us here on our, our first episode coming in here in 2020 for the Breaking the Rock podcast. Uh I think I think I, I've definitely learned something new about her. How about, how about you, Jordan? Yeah, hey, one or two things I would say. <laughs> I think I learned something about you too. Oh You're a swimmer. Oh boy, yeah. I, I don't look like a swimmer <laughs> anymore, but I promise I did it. Uh, well, that'll do it here for episode number one, Breaking the Rock podcast. Make sure that you follow us online at www.golimestonesaints.com for all your updated Limestone University Saints news.